जयो राधा माधव कुंज जयो राधा माधव कुंज जय गोपीजन वल्लभ गिरीवरधारे जय गोपीजन वल्लभ गिरीवरधारे जय राधा माधव कुंज जय गोपीजन वल्लभ गिरीवरधारे यशोदनंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदनंदन व्रजन रंजन यमुना तेरा बन चारे यमुना तेरा बन चारे जयो राधा माधव कुंज विहारे जय गोपीजन वल्लभ गिरीवरधारे यशोदनंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदनंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदनंदन व्रजन रंजन
यमुना तेरा बन यमुना तेरा बन जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे राम हरे राम राम हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा
वल्लभ राधा वल्लभ श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथा जगन्नाथा बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा जयो गौरानिताय 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 जयो गौरानिताय गौरानिताय जयो गौरानिताय जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद प्रभुपाद की जाए जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिवज काचार्य अष्टोत्तर शत श्री श्रीमद हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिला प्रभुपाद की जाए अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जाए नामाचार शिला हरिदास ठाकुर की जाए प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादि गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जाए वृंदावन धाम की जाए मायापुर धाम की जाए जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाए गंगा माई की जाए जमुना माई की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी देवी की जाए समवेद भक्त वृंद की जाए ग्रंथ राज श्रीमद्भागवतम की जाए ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दी असम्बल devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees all glories all glories to shishi guru and gauranga all glories to his divine grace shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai nam om vishnu padaya krishna prasthaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swamini tinamine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesha shunyavadi paschatya deshatarine <coughs> नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुधीर ये नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवय भगवतीतम श्लोके 
भक्तिर्भवति नैष्ट की कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय च नंदगोपकुमाराय गोविंदाय नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा वेलकम ऑल ऑफ यू फॉर टुडेज डिस्कशन ऑफ श्रीमद भागवतम वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर फाइव टाइटल्ड एज प्रहलादा द सेंटली सन ऑफ हिरण्य कशिपू वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम वर्स नंबर फिफ्टीन श्री नारद उवाचाब्राह्मणराम महामति तम सन्निभर्त्य कुपिता सुदीनो राजसेवक श्रीनारद उवाचाब्राह्मणा विरराम महामति तम सन्निभर्त्य कुपिता सुदीनो राजसेवक श्रीनारद उवाचाब्राह्मणा विरराम महामति सुदीनो सॉरी तम सन्निभर्त्य कुपिता सुदीनो राजसेवक श्रीनारद उवाचाब्राह्मणा ब्राह्मणा विरराम महामति तम सन्निभर्त्य कुपिता सुदीनो राजसेवक श्रीनारद उवाचाब्राह्मणा विरराम महामति तम सन्निभर्त्य कुपिता श्रीनारद उवाचाब्राह्मणा विरराम महामति तम सन्निभर्त्य कुपिता श्रीनारद उवाचा 
ಎತ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಯಿರಮಹಾಮತಿ ತಂ ಸನ್ನಿಭರ್ಚಕುಪಿತೀನೋ ರಾಜಸೇವಕ ಶ್ರೀ ನಾರದ ಉವಾಚ ನಾರದ ಮುನಿ ಸೆಡ್ ಎತ್ತ ದಿಸ್ ಮಚ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಯ ಅಂಟು ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಸ್ ದ ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಶುಕ್ರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಸನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಶುಕ್ರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಸಾರಿ ಉಕ್ತ ಸ್ಪೀಕಿಂಗ್ ವಿರರಾಮ ಬಿಕೇಮ್ ಸೈಲೆಂಟ್ ಮಹಾಮತಿ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಹೂ ಪೊಸೆಸ್ಡ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ತಂ ಹಿಮ್ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಸನ್ನಿಭರ್ಚ chastising very harshly kupitah being angry sudinah poor in thought or very much aggrieved rajasevakah the servants of king hiranyakashipu translation and purport by his divine grace shila prabhupada shila prabhupada ki jai the great saint narada muni continued The great soul Prahlad Maharaja became silent after saying this to his teachers Shanda and Amarka the seminal sons of Shukracharya these so called brahmanas then became angry at him because they were servants of Hiranyakashipu they were very sorry and to chastise Prahlad Maharaja they spoke as follows purport the word shukra means semen the sons of shukracharya were brahmanas by birthright but an actual brahmana is one who possesses the brahmanical qualities the brahmanas shanda and amarka being the seminal sons of shukracharya did not actually possess real brahmanical qualifications for they engaged as servants of hiranyakashipu an actual brahmana is very much satisfied to see anyone not to speak of his dis- disciple not to speak of his disciple become a devotee of lord krishna such brahmanas are meant to satisfy the supreme master a brahmana is strictly prohibited from becoming a servant of anyone else for that is the business of dogs and shudras a dog must satisfy his master but a brahmana does not have to satisfy anyone he is simply meant to satisfy krishna anukoleena krishna anushilanam that is the real qualification of a brahmana because shanda and amarka were seminal brahmanas and had become servants of such a master as hiranyakashipu they unnecessarily wanted to chastise prahlad maharaja om agnana timirandhasya gnananjana shalakhaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha ಶ್ರೀಚೈತನ್ಯಮನೋಭೀಷ್ಟಂ ಸ್ಥಾಪಿತೇನ ಭೂತಲೆ ಸ್ವಯಂ ರೂಪಕದಾಮಹ್ಯಂ ದಾತಿ ಸ್ವಪದಾಂತಿಕ ವಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೂ ಶ್ರೀಯುತ ಪದಕಮಾಲೀಗುರೂ ವೈಷ್ಣ 
वाश्रीपम सागृजा सहगण रघुनाता सजीव साद्वैत सवधूत परिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यादेवराधाकृष्णपदलिताशाखाता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाकांता राधाकांतनमस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरी प्रिये वाचाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैता गदाधरा श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे यम प्रव्रजतमुपेतमुपेतकृत्यम द्वैपायन विरह कातर आजुहावा पुत्रे तन्मयतयातरवोने स्थम सर्वूतहृद मुनिमानस्मी सो हरे कृष्ण सो वी आर रीडिंग वेरी क्रिटिकल चैप्टर बिकॉज वी आर रियरिंग नियरिंग वन ऑफ द फेस्टिवल्स विच इज क्लोजर टू दिस चैप्टर विच इज नरसिंहदेव अपियरेंस डे विच इज ऑन थर्स डे इन मेलबर्न every time i read bhagavatam i just get amazed because as a part of my homeschooling i also teach english to the children so when i see the language the um, there are many devices to present a language one of the devices is poetry poetry and prose uh, so scriptures like shrimad bhagavatam and many scriptures explain and present so many topics it could be social it could be political it could be uh, loving dealings it could be devotion so many topics but they all present in terms of prose and poetry poetry we see chapter canto 5 was all prose prose in the sense it's dialogues and poetry is verses where you have shlokas and where you can put chandas shastra on it which is meter and then you can sing them so nicely um so uh, that's how shrimad bhagavatam presents the eternal transcendental topics in such a beautiful way um now in this chapter what has happened is as we had discussed a few weeks ago hiranyakashipu prahlada has returned home on the anadhyayana anadhyayana means holidays on a holiday he has returned home and hiranyakashipu very lovingly to his son because he thinks he is my son so he puts him on his la- lap and he has asked 
my dear prahlada what have you learned in my university hiranyakashipu's university so he wanted to see if his syllabus is all being maintained so as uh, manmohan prabhu was saying you see every principal will have that in mind are the children reading my syllabus or they are reading something else out of syllabus topics <laughs> so prahlada maharaja you know when he uh, when he sat on the lap he had said मास्टर any person who has accepted a temporary body and temporary household life is certainly embarrassed by anxiety because of being having fallen in the dark well and he addresses his father as suravarya dehina uh, so from there the discussion has followed until now um, the teachers have taken pralad maharaj back to school and they are chastising him they are angry because they think they I, we didn't teach all this so where come where from has he learned all this Uh, generally in today's day and age we chastise the children if they learn bad things here it's the reverse happening he learned good things and teachers are really surprised we had taught you all the bad things how come you know such good things see so to, now this verse narada muni is now taken over so vedavyasa uh, cuz uh, the scriptures always if you see vedavyasa does not write uh, chronologically scriptures are not chronological as if we read english history so sometimes vedavyasa mentions something in bhagavatam sometimes he goes and mentions something in padma purana sometimes in matsya purana sometimes in nrsimha purana so it's not chronological in order so it needs shastra chakshu to really understand the flow so in this case narada muni now the from from there narada muni is speaking now narada muni is saying एतावत् ब्राह्मणा योक्त्वा विरराम महामतिः तम सन्निभर्च्य कुपितः सुदीनो राजसेवकः इन द इंग्लिश लैंग्वेज वी लर्न समथिंग कॉल्ड एज डिवाइसेस पोएटिक डिवाइसेस और डिवाइसेस इफ यू कम टू द 7th और 8th गेट वी विल लर्न एंड वन ऑफ देम वन ऑफ द डिवाइसेस समथिंग कॉल्ड एज एन ऑक्सीमोरॉन ऑक्सीमोरॉन मींस यू थिंक यू स्पीक टू ऑपोजिट इजंट इट यू स्पीक टू ऑपोजिट थिंग्स so it's this verse is about an oxymoron here why because narada muni saying etavad brahmana uktva brahmanaya uktva so here brahmana brahmanaya uktva is used and then in the last line sudinah rajasevakah now brahmana and rajasevaka are opposite words they are oxymorons because brahmana cannot be a sevaka of a raja because raja has to be the sevaka of a brahmana it's a reverse but here brahmanaya uktva raja sevakah so vedavyasa is presenting an oxymoron here uh, brahmanaya means unto the brahmanas the son of shukracharya sudinah who are poor in thought sudinah uh, and they were kupitah angry and they were actually raja sevakah and they were angry on whom mahamatihi on whom one who is very high in intelligence who is that prahlada now again sanskritam is a beautiful language prahlada the word itself prakrishta ahlada that is prahlada 
Is it not? Ahlada means who is always in bliss. Ahladini Shakti is the Shakti of the Lord. Radharani. So, Prakrishta Ahlada is Prahlada. Now, uh, here, so it, it is presenting an oxymoron here. And, and we see Prabhupada's mood in the purport coming out. Prabhupada writes in the first few lines, the Brahmanas, Shanda and Amarka, being in the seminal sense of Shukracharya, did not actually possess real Brahminical qualifications. Why? For they engaged as servants of Hiranyakashipu. Uh, then Prabhupada writes heavy statement. Brahmana is strictly prohibited from becoming a servant of anyone else, for that is the business of dogs and shudras. Because what does a dog do? For a piece of bread, it says, <laughs> and when you throw a bread, it'll run and catch the bread. So that's what a dog does. So a dog is dependent on its master because of its piece of bread, slice of bread. So Brahmana does not depend on someone material or someone external, although. Prabhupada also writes in the purport that his only business is to please satisfy Krishna. Krishna Nushilanam, Anukulena Krishna Nushilanam. So I just thought maybe this is a good opportunity to meditate on the Brahminical qualities of Prahlad Maharaja and what is not, what are not the Brahminical qualities uh, that we have to be careful of. Um, who is a Brahmana? Is it important to know whether what is a Brahmana and why is it important to us as practitioners of Bhakti Yoga? So generally, if you come to, I mean generally the term Brahmana is not usually used outside Bharata Desha or outside ISKCON, but generally if you come to the outside world, nobody knows who is a Brahmana, but we know they are the intellectual class because uh, um, Krishna says, Chatur Varnyam Maya Shrishtam Gunakarma Vibhagashaha. It is a socio-psychological classification of human consciousness. Simple as that. And this classification exists always around the world. There is always an intellectual class, there is always an administrative class, and a worker class, and a business class. And this is based on natural, natural proclivities of a jiva. Natural proclivities are always there. If you uh, ask some person, some devotee, if you say, can you do some administrative job, they say, no, 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 Prabhuji, you just give me, tell me what to do, I'll just do it. I'll do some seva in the temple. Don't ask me to sit in a Bhagavatam class, Bhakti, Vaibhav, Bhakti Shastri is not for me. But they can go on doing service in the kitchen. But the same person who is doing Bhakti, Vaibhav, Bhakti Shastri, he might not be willing to do too much service because that's not his nature. But he can go on studying scriptures, he can go on writing notes and things like that. So th these are natural proclivities of a jiva. Of, an, of a nature, of a jiva. So, generally if you come to Bharata, this Brahmana is completely misguided. Huh? When you ask who is a Brahmana, they will say, one who is born to a Brahmana is a Brahmana. Huh? Or in, uh, come to North India, oh, one who has the surname Chaturvedi, Trivedi, all this is Brahmana. Why? Because Chaturvedi means one who follows the four Vedas. So, Trivedi means one who follows the Trivedas. Actually, there are three Vedas and then Atharvana is the fourth Veda. So, like that. So, one who has surnames or one who has a specific Gotra, Bharadwaja Gotra, that Gotra, this Gotra. Or finally, one who has that thread. They are all identified as Brahmana. If you don't have the thread, you are not a Brahmana. If you do not do, if you don't have a proper surname, you are not a Brahmana. This is a general notion in today's external world, in, especially in the Bharata Bhumi. These are all going away nowadays, but... Generally, it is still prevalent. 
This classification is called as caste brahmanas. Caste brahmana means those who believe that if I am by birth brahmana, I am a brahmana. Irrespective of having qualities. Like just like Shanda and Amarka, uh, although they were born of Shukracharya, they did not have the courage to speak the truth. Of course, they have read the scriptures, but they are not presenting the scriptures as it is. Huh? Uh, they are not uh, glorifying the Lord, but they are glorifying Hiranyakashipu because Hiranyakashipu is their master who is paying their salary. Bank account, mein, he is putting money, Hiranyakashipu. Now, generally when we come to ISKCON, what is the definition of a Brahmana? Who oh, goes into the altar, yes. Who <laughs> oh, goes into the altar or? <laughs> Prabhuji? Who else? He knows his very well. Sorry? He knows his very well. He's a very he, Shastras very well. Okay, yeah, good, good. That's a nice understanding. Otherwise, cooks for the deities, exactly. One who cooks for the deities, one who bathes the Lord, one who gives Bhagavatam class, or uh, one who is second initiated. So these are general notions. Of course, we know what is, what is a fact, but generally we come upon like this. But this is also not true because this is called as not caste brahmana, but this is apprenticeship brahmana. Apprenticeship means we are all apprentices. We are, we are being trained to become brahmana. And ISKCON is the only sanstha probably in the whole world or the universe which gives apprenticeship for a brahmana. And nowhere else actually. Practically absent. Uh, but the actual definition Krishna gives in the 18th chapter of brahmana. What is that? What is the definition Krishna gives? 42, 1842. Shama tapas chaiva. Peacefulness. Shama, shama means peaceful, to be peaceful, to not be hankering. So this is Krishna's definition that the Brahmanas should, should possess these qualities. These are the qualities that a Brahmana, not that Brahmana has these qualities, but a Brahmana should possess these qualities. That's what Krishna says. That's what it is. It doesn't mean that one who is second initiated has automatically these qualities get manifested in him. Although some devotees will have them by nature. So, uh, like this, scriptures define the qualities that the Brahmana should possess. Many places in Mahabharata this is defined. Many Puranas also define it. In the Mahabharata also, it is stated, which Chaitanya Charitamrita states in Madhya Leela, Dharmascha Satyam cha Damastapascha Amatsaryam Hrish Hrish Titikshavanu Suya Yagnascha Danam cha Dhritishrutam cha Vratani Vai Dvadasha Brahmanasya These are the twelve qualities of a Brahmana. What is that? Dharmascha Satyam cha Damastapascha uh, dharmasya means one who walks the path of religiosity. Dharmascha satyam. Satyam means truthfulness. He's very truthful. Truthful to the scriptures. Because speaking truth also is very difficult at times. Uh, we see in the famous pastime of Satyakama and Jabala in the Upanishads. Damas tapascha. Damas means daman. Daman means to control the senses. He's able to control his senses. Uh, except when it comes to prasadam. Uh, damascha tapascha. <laughs> Tapascha. Tapascha means tapaha. He can take austerities voluntarily. Yeah? To take austerities, it's easy for him. Um, this I've observed even in my life when I was, even the caste brahmanas for that sake, because caste brahmanas also have some qualities. Some brahminical qualities are natural in them. For example, speaking Sanskritam, 
uh, read taking to scriptures, following certain vidhana, vidhi vidhana or the processes of the scriptures comes naturally to them. Although they are caste brahmanas. Amatsaryam, Amatsaryam, this quality is spoken twice in this verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Amatsaryam hrish titikshava anasuya. Anasuya and Amatsaryam, Am Amatsaryam is the same, non-envious. So non-envious is a defining quality of a brahmana. Yagnascha dhanam cha dhritishrutam cha. Yagna means, what is yagna? Sacrifice. And what is the biggest sacrifice in Kali Yuga? Japa yagna or Sankirtanam. So like this, many places the qualities of Brahmana is, is spoken, is, is explained that these are the qualities one should possess. Again in the Mahabharata, Satyam, Yudhishthira Maharaj defines what is the quality of a Brahmana. Satyam Danam Kshama Shila Shilam Shilam Anusham Shayam Anushan Shayam Tapograna Darshanayat Drishyante Yog Yata Nagendrasya Brahmana Itismrataha means uttering truth always to donate, to forgive, to be virtuous, not be cruel, to do penance and to be kind always. One who have these qualities is known as a Brahmana. In fact, uh, if you see the, the dealings of one of the greatest Brahmanas Bharata Bhumi had, uh, of course there are so many Brahmanas, but in the case of Brahmana who was political also, in case of Chanakya or Kautilya, we see these qualities are manifest. Although he was, he was, he was there ardently choosing a king to, who can bring the whole Bharata Bhumi together, which was Chandragupta. Although he, he, was, he had brought up this king, he was never surrendering to the king because although he was ruling the whole country, Chanakya still lived his simple life and Chandragupta, he made sure Chandragupta was still serving the Guru, even though he was the king of the whole country in that sense. So, in that sense, he speaks the truth but at the same time donates knowledge but at the same time, he remains very simple in his living. So, these are the qualities that define a Brahmana. Now, the first quality, if you meditate on the first quality, Shamaha. Shamaha means one who is always peaceful. Prabhupada says in one of the uh, uh, discussions, uh, room conversations, Na shoshati na, na, na sho, uh, sorry, that. what is that? Na shoshati na kankshati. Kanksha. Akanksha means to have a lot of desires. A Brahmana doesn't have a lot of desires. He's very simple. And he's not. Uh, hankering for things. So therefore he remains peaceful. But at the same time, he's very courageous, he's very bold and he's very brave. Uh, so to be brave and at the same time be very peaceful, this is a defining quality of a Brahmana because a Brahmana is not afraid of external material circumstances. Uh, he's not afraid. What suppose if my boss, boss uh, you know, does not pay my salary. What suppose uh, if I no, don't get this much salary? What suppose if I don't make these many investment properties? No, he's not afraid. Whatever his situation is, he lives a simple life and he's proud of his austerity. Proud in the sense, Abhiman. It's not the pride as in the pride, but he's, he is, um, he's proud that the way he lives in a simple way. For example, uh, in the, how many of you know uh, Raghavendra Swami from the Madhva Sampradaya? There was a Yati, there was a saint from the Madhva Sampradaya called Raghavendra Swami and he was in the 15th century. Even in the 15th century you see when the Brahminical lineage had declined because of the advent of the Mughals and of course the dearth of proper Brahmanas in the society, Brahmanas generally live on Dhanam, they don't live on salary. 
they live on dana dana means what they give vidya students come to their house they teach and then the students will bring necessary necessary groceries somebody brings vegetables some gives milk some gives grains and whatever comes as dana the brahmana lives on that particular dana so raghavendra swami was doing this but sometimes some shepherd and cowherd boys you know shepherd boys used to come and then he used to say yeah, if they come anybody who comes hungry for knowledge he used to train because of that the brahmanical society got angry how come you are training and giving veda bhyasa veda pata to those who are not adhikaris of that so we will not send children to you we will take our children back so then what happened the danam which was coming to him stopped and then he was living in utter poverty who raghavendra swami was living in utter poverty they did not have even proper uh, milk to drink also no cow also they were very poor and he had a child he was a grihastha then um so when they were living in abject poverty raghavendra swami's uh, dhrida sankal means courageous determination that i am always surrendered to the lord the lord is trying to keep me like this i'm happy to be like this whatever the lord has ordained i'm happy to live but the wife of raghavendra swami was hankering because the child hadn't had anything for a few days so what she does she goes out to the neighbor's house and she does bedside service you know what is bedside wash the paraphernalia of the lord and because of that the neighbor gives her some milk she gives her some milk and then she comes and starts feeding the milk to the child so this is an episode described in the life of uh, raghavendra swami and raghavendra uh, the yati that raghavendra tirtha says what is this where did you get the milk from she says i washed the utensils of my neighbor paraphernalia of the lord only they gave me some milk immediately he says you have become so weak that you cannot trust that shalagram water is enough tulasi and shalagram water is enough for you that you had to go and become a shudra to work and earn the milk and that milk you are trying to feed to your child so you have become dharma brashta so before you consume that milk and become dharma brashta throw that milk away and feed the shalagram water that we have worshiped the shalagram with so this was the conviction that he had the lord is trying to keep us in one way and you are trying to overcome the lord's situation that the lord has put you in by your own means by working for someone and earning money so why are you becoming dharma brashta so this was the conviction uh, people had in that brahmanical lineage why because they were completely surrendered to the lord in whatever situation they are they are always surrendered to the lord uh this this had made a very big impact to me when i read the charitra long time back to say how strong one must be to live like that you know of course one may think what is wrong in washing the dishes and bringing some milk you know it's it's very simple thing but actually if you think from a brahmanical perspective they don't like to work for a salary because then the moment i start so if you really see how this psychology works the moment i come to the position to know that i can earn and sustain myself by working that means my dependence on the lord reduces to that degree that i can earn and i make money oh i can earn i can make money so therefore i am a man of myself where is the dependence on the lord now i am still depending on the lord na it's a it's a subtle consciousness to say no i will completely depend on the lord so that the, i'll put the lord in anxiety to to say oh my devotee is struggling so let me somehow manifest something to him and then if the dana comes that is fine if you see in the um in the past time of uh, uh, bora the bora was a 
pot maker in Maharashtra. He was he was making clay pots, you know. And sometimes some uh, saints come to his house, and he doesn't have anything to feed them, no money at all. Automatically, out of the blue, someone comes and donates a big uh, grains and everything to him on that day when the brahmanas have arrived. Out of all of a sudden, so this is the arrangement of Purandar Vithala. He thinks this is my arrangement of Vithala Deva. So I'll cook nicely and serve them. That's all. So he says the Lord puts me in this situation, and the Lord's it is his problem to resolve, not my problem. My my only work is to always worship him and this is brahminical lineage of course it's fastly vanishing in this today's day and age because there is no respect to brahminical qualities in today's day and age so uh, it's not that olden days they were always taken care of brahmanas were taken care of even 2000 years ago if you talk historically the advent of the Buddhists and the Jains were happening already. The rejection of Vedas were happening even during the time of uh, Chandragupta. When Chanakya was there, Ch Brahmanas were already being ridiculed. Uh, Brahmanas were charging, when the Buddhists came, Brahmanas were already charging fees for the school. There was no concept of taking money for Vidya. Even the biggest universities in 2000 years ago, what was the biggest university 2000 years ago? Wh where was Chanakya teaching? Takshashila. Bihar was Nalanda University, Takshashila was in Gandhar, Gandhar, uh, Takshashila was one of the biggest prestigious universities of those times, no, it's no, to the level of Harvard which we talk about, Takshashila and Nalanda is where people used to flock to learn all Vidya, Brahm, Brahmana Vidya, Vedic and even martial arts, everything, martial, like chivalry and everything, all those Vidya was given here. Uh, because of the advent of Buddhists, there was already a system where the Brahmanas were charging fee for uh, education, which is what Chanakya writes in his writings that this is already killing uh, the Shastric practices uh, because of this taking fee for uh, education. So this was abhorred even then. So it was happening, the disturbance to the Vedic civilization was already happening. And what to talk of those days, even here we see, Shanda and Amarka were taking fees and they had actually already modified the teachings of the Vedas. So generally when there is a decline of Brahminical uh, practice, there is no shamaha in the civilization or in the population. Shama, shama is peacefulness. Um, and uh, why this is important is because to be peaceful means to be fearless. To be fearless in any situation. Um, after the nine, 9 bar 11, how many of you know 9, nine bar 11 episode that happened in the world? 2000? 2001 I think, yeah. The twin towers were destroyed by a plane, you know. And thousands of people died. After this episode, there was a general, um, you know, interview done by the, to the population to, to assess the fear that the people have got. And uh, everybody answered, you know, generally people have the biggest, what's the biggest fear in the world? People have? Yeah. What's the biggest fear people have? Death. Generally death, isn't it? What if someone dies? Or to the max, death of a near and dear one or something like that. Interestingly, after this um, survey was conducted, you know what was the answers that was coming out? Even today, as far as the research goes, April 17, 2023, what is the biggest fear that people have? Take a guess. Huh? Okay. Death. Three chances. Flying, okay. Disease, you won't believe. The biggest fear that torments public life is public speaking. Even today, you won't believe. And some people fear that beyond death. They fear to speak in public. And many people say, I'm happy to die, but I cannot speak in public. 
and this is this is not coming from any this is coming from a mental institute after survey that they have done people people dread to speak in public but why do they dread to speak in public think 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 the cause karana why why do they fear speaking in public huh shoot them <laughs> no because they fear criticism if i speak something and if i become a laughing stock what if people laugh at me what if people criticize me what if i speak something wrong what if i speak something funny that i will be criticized for so they are afraid they are afraid of the pain that criticism can cause therefore they abhor public speaking therefore they they think death is death is even better than public speaking huh? but because we are in the movement of the biggest university in the world which is shri prabhupada's international society for krishna consciousness public speaking is not a problem for us so we are trained public speakers but generally this is the fear people have even a child can go chaitanya can go and preach in public and come isn't it chaitanya <laughs> so uh public speaking is and because they fear criticism a brahmana and fear of criticism is even more painful than physical criticism somebody hits us the pain lasts for a few days maybe but somebody criticizes us the pain that causes to the false ego you know that pain will live there for years and probably for a lifetime subtle pain is more painful than gross pain so brahmana generally is fearless he is fearless to present his ideas he is fearless to take criticism also that is the trait of a brahmana he doesn't fear but at the same time he is smart also he he chooses his battles at the same time why because a brahmana thinks criticism means it is krishna's mercy huh? because somebody criticizes us it is said in the scriptures if somebody is criticizing they are being they have specially being sent to us to take away our bad reactions and they are actually taking it on them you see you know this episode um there is a king who is always serving the brahmanas always serving the brahmanas and uh, he is always cooking feasts and serving the brahmanas and when he is serving the brahmanas once an eagle is carrying a dead snake you know the story and and when it's carrying a dead snake the poison from the snake falls in one of the cauldrons which he has cooked prasadam for the brahmanas and flies and then the brahmanas eat and hundreds of brahmanas die hundreds now yamaraj is thinking whom to give the sin to the eagle to the snake or to the king or to the cook who cooked that prasadam whom to give yamaraj is thinking now whom to give the sin baba now hundreds of brahman hatya has happened so yamaraj is thinking he is actually putting lot of ishtagoshtis and says we have to come to a conclusion now quickly somebody has to be punished for this now the some new brahmanas are entering this village as they enter there is one sweeper woman outside sweeping the land the the city and they ask do you know the address of the palace where uh, the glorious king who feeds the brahmanas is we have come to glor glorify this king immediately the sweeper says oh that brahmana who feeds poison to the Bra- that king who feeds poison to the brahmanas yeah you go like this he is the one who feeds poison to the brahmanas 
immediately the ishtagoshti determines that sin should go to the sweeper because she criticized the king that criticism because of that criticism she had become the rightful owner to take that brahmatya although she had nothing to do with that brahmatya so heinous is brahmat so heinous is criticism you see so brahmanas know okay somebody criticizes they are taking away my bad karma so they are fearless so criticism is very dangerous in that sense uh, but why is all this important because why does it all become important for a devotee to know brahmanical qualities we chant the shloka every day namo brahmanya devaya go brahmana hitaya cha jagadhitaya krishnaya govindaya namo namaha krishna loves the brahmanas he loves brahmanas why because of these qualities because they manifest or they endeavor to develop these qualities that is why he is go brahmana hitaya cha therefore he is a well-wisher of cows and the brahmanas and he is a well-wisher of jagadhitaya he is first the well-wisher of go and brahmana and jagadhitaya krishnaya govindaya namonamha we see this because in the past time of nabhi also we see king nabhi in the fifth canto we see uh, rishabdeva's rishabdeva is he appears as rishabdev when the brahmanas pray for the lord he appears because of the purity of the qualities of brahmanas the lord has to appear vishnu has to appear so therefore the lord always glorifies such brahmanas uh, but we have to understand what is the difference between a vaishnava and a brahmana what is the difference between a vaishnava and a brahmana or or do we need to be a brahmana in the first place if we are, if we are a vaishnava if not why do we have a second initiation see all this questions had to come in my mind you see um his his divine grace bhakti siddhanta saraswati goswami thakur ji brought back the initiation the brahmanic initiation in the gaudiya parampara the reason is although in the rai ram uh, ramananda raya samvada chaitanya mahaprabhu says yah bahya this is external chaitanya mahaprabhu doesn't criticize varnashrama dharma he does not say it is not important many times it is misunderstood he says yah bahya means this is external go go deeper i am asking you something deeper because he wanted to discuss the topics of bhakti this chaturvarnyam is an external tenet for the society as long as we are embodied we have an external existence as well we need the chaturvarnyam and why because vaishnava the ontological position of a vaishnava is naturally higher than a brahmana but why do why did our acharyas bring in the concept of brahmana because the concept of worship of deity is coming to the level of brahmana brings us to the mode of goodness brings us to the platform of goodness therefore although the holy name is very potent many of us do not have the access to the shuddha naam most of us are doing vaishnava abhas or nama abhas only as his holiness jaypadaka maharaj says we are all vaishnava abhas we haven't accessed the purity of the holy name why because we do aparad nama aparad um, so to help us to access the glories of the holy name one has to come to the platform of brahmanical practices shama uh, dama tapa saucham if we practice that uh, practice it it doesn't mean one has to get second initiated it, it means one has to develop the qualities of these brahmanical qualities so that they can access the the qualities of the holy name so that we can have access to the qualities of the holy name and then we can actually access 
come to the real purpose of our sadhana which is prema bhakti so therefore brahminical uh, vaishna all the vaishnava is higher than a brahmana but brahmana is the external practices of a brahmana helps us to become a vaishnava so therefore it is helpful for us although it is not an imperative it is not a must because some people some some jivas although they are not brahmanical initiated by nature they are brahmanical they have they manifest these qualities we know this in iskon we see many devotees they manifest these qualities huh? uh, so therefore one has to manifest these qualities but one may ask prabhu ji what suppose if somebody has all these 12 12 qualities but they are not surrendered to krishna is it still good it is not why because prahlad maharaj says vipradvi vipradvishad guna yutad aravind nabha padaravind vimukhat swapacham varishtham manye tadarpita mano vachane nitartha pranam punati sakulam natu bhuri manaha prahlad actually very harshly criticizes saying one may manifest all the 12 qualities of a brahmana but if he is not surrendered to shri hari if he is uh, if he is uh, padaravind aravinda nabh padaravind vimukhat vimukhat uh, janasya janasya daivad vimukhasya krishna krishna vimukhasya daivad if we are vimukha to krishna viparita mukha means if we are away from krishna although one may manifest all these 12 brahmanical qualities it's of no use so these 12 qualities should take us towards krishna samadama tapa saucham kshanti rajavam brahma karma swabhavajam that swabhava should take us closer to krishna but is if that swabhava is making us proud and vimukasya daivad if we become vimukasya to krishna then that is only demoniac qualities those qualities are actually demoniac actually one may be very shama uh, one may be very peaceful but that peace is no use that peace is no use actually even uh, even a dead body is peaceful peaceful you know here um uh, prahlad maharaj says even a dog eater who doesn't have those qualities but if he is a devotee he is better than that brahmana who has those 12 qualities so that is what prahlad maharaj says so it's very important to understand these tenets but at the same time brahmana qualities are important we should develop them so that we should develop them so that we can access the shuddha nam we can come to the uh, proper chanting pure chanting therefore if you see the samvad of uh, if you see the pastime of jabala and um, um, satyakama how many of you know the pastime of satyakama and jabala J- J- jabala in the upanishads jabala is a maid servant and satyakama is a little boy who is a child of that maid servant his name again sanskrita right satyakama kama is aspiration satya means truthfulness so he also had a desire to study shastras but when he comes to his guru gautama rishi guru says which which uh, which caste are you or which varna are you uh, he says i don't know i'll ask my mother and come and mother says i don't know who is your father so just say you are the son of jabala the maid servant that's all and he very clearly goes and says guru varya i am the son of jabala who is a maid servant that's all i know i do not know who my father is gautama rishi says that means you are a brahmana how because of his nature uh, in in days in the yo, in the days of uh, satya yuga there was a practice where the varna varna vibhaga was purely practiced so that even by the the seminal nature also was upkept 
then. But nowadays, because of the mixing, you know, mixing of the varnas, one cannot identify the nature of a jiva. One cannot identify what is uh, my intrinsic nature, what is my proclivity. But in those days, the rishis were able to clearly identify. And so, what happened with Karana also, you know, Karana also lied. So, Parashurama could identify that he was not a Brahmana, he was a Kshatriya. But, uh, so like that. So, here Satyakama spoke the truth, therefore he became eligible to take Vidya from Gautama Rishi. Very important lesson we learn in here is, um, Prahlad Maharaj again says, the first lesson we learn is, Brahmana does is not out of birth. One can become a Brahmana by training, especially in ISKCON, we are trained in this uh, university. So one can develop these qualities. Uh, uh, by Lakshana, one has to identify who is a Brahmana. Lakshana means what is his characteristics, what is his nature. And by associating with like-minded guru and devotees, one can develop these qualities by putting them into daily practice. Sama, Saucham, Kshanti, Rajavam. And therefore, it is said, I'll, I'll just uh, say this verse, it is said, Samasta sampat, samasta sampat samvapti hetavaha, samuthita pat kuladhama hetavaha, apara samsara samudra setavaha, pulantumam brahmana pada pumsavaha. Brahmana is so glorious that when uh, samasta sampat sam, sam, uh, samvapti hetavaha, when we serve a brahmana, samasta sampat, they can bestow all wealth to us. Wealth doesn't mean money, wealth means good fortune, wealth means bhakti of Krishna, that is the real wealth, Krishna bhakti. So when we serve the brahmanas, they are so helpful, they are, they are so, which is the example we see in the first canto, who served the brahmanas and who got Krishna bhakti? Narada Muni, isn't it? When they served the Bhakti Vedanta sages, they advised him in bhakti and he became a devotee. Samuthita pat kuladhuma, kuladhuma ketavaha, not only the brahmanas, but samuthitapat, uh, when they walk, you know, in Vrindavan I had gone, I had seen, when a sannyasi walks, it was very strange. When I, I just observed it one, I, that was the first time I was seeing. When a sannyasi walked, the person did this. I didn't know what he was doing. And then I realized he was actually taking the dust where the sannyasi walked and he was putting it on his head. You know, that, that was so amazing that he did not feel at the feet of sannyasi. He took the dust where the sannyasi had stood and took that dust and took as a blessing. So, this was the, this was when I saw the Brajwasis do this, samuthita pat kula dhumahetavaha. When you take the dust of a Brahmana, it is like a, a, a dhuma, you know dhuma ketu, like a comet. That comet of fire can destroy the sins. Kula dhumahetavaha. Any untoward dangers, any inauspiciousness that will come in our life will be destroyed when a Brahmana's lotus dust comes into our house. That is the power of a dust of a Brahmana's feet. What to talk of a Brahmana? But these are all external, isn't it? These are all external. That is why the verse says, Apara samsara samudra setavaha. You see, Apara samsara samudra, this material ocean is so huge, one cannot cross this ocean. Huh? But these Brahmanas are like samudra setavaha. It's interesting because the same verse is there in the glorification of Bhagavatam also. Namami Devam Karunanidhanam Tamala Varnam Suhitavataram Aparasamsara Samudra.
Bhadrasetum Bhajamahe Bhagavata Swarupam Bhagavata is like that. It is Apara Samsara Samudrasetum. When we read Srimad Bhagavatam, why? Because it is Namami Devam Karunanidhanam Tamala Varanam Suhita Suhi Avataram. Suhitta Avataram means it is the avatar of Krishna himself. Therefore, it is Apara Samsara Samudrasetum. It, it helps us to cross the ocean of material existence in the same way one who gives us Bhagavatam who is a Brahmana who gives us Srimad Bhagavatam he also takes the same quality of Srimad Bhagavatam which is Apara Samudras uh, Apara Samsara Samudras Setavaha Pulantamam Brahmana Pada Pumsavaha so therefore we should always be uh, worship this Brahmana's lotus feet is always worshipable therefore because of Srila Prabhupada when he put his foot in these countries Australia now, Melbourne, now because of the dust of the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada and the glorious followers of Srila Prabhupada, this, this dham has become such glorious so that that attracts us towards Krishna and Krishna Bhakti. So this is the power of the dust of the lotus feet of uh, a Brahmana who is always Anukulasya Krishna Anushilanam, who is always endowed in the service of Krishna. So therefore, uh, I'll stop here, just summarizing, Narada Muni is actually giving an oxymoron here to say these are the so-called Brahmanas or Brahma Bandhus born to the Shukracharya, the sage Shukracharya, but they are actually forgotten their existence as Brahmana and they have become su dinaha. Dinaha means very poor in their thought and they are chastising the Mahamatihi who is Prahlada, Prakrishta Halada and they have become Raja Sevakaha. Uh, so thereby this helps us to understand the glories of Brahmana, the glories of Vaishnava Brahmana, so that we can make our sadhana a little better and we can walk towards the path of Krishna Bhakti. So I'll stop here. Thank you very much for helping me to learn Bhagavatam. I was only speaking so that I can learn something for uh, myself from this study. If there are any questions or comments, we can discuss for a while. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for this wonderful class. Uh, I was thinking about this concept of Brahmana and Vaishnava. Uh, because if you see uh, back in the times, uh, there have been a lot of issues because of Brahmanism. Yes. Uh, for example, primarily because of the caste Brahmins and uh, the, the whole uh, social disturbances, yes. we could say, because of that. So, uh, we know even what happened during the time of Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur and Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, and we hear these verses in in glorification of Brahmanas. So, uh, uh, my comment is, when you talk about Brahmanas, you mentioned of course, but when you talk about Brahmanas, uh, they are of different kind. But ultimately, when we actually speak Brahmana, especially as it is mentioned, as a uh, you know samsara, what is that samsara? Sam, uh, apara samsara samudra seta. Samudra, of course. Apara samsara samudra seta. So, there we are actually referring to only Vaishnava. Vaishnavas, because otherwise there can be a lot of confusion. Yes. Because uh, that's what yeah. even the propounders of Brahmanical culture. Yeah. Not devotees, only Brahmanism, as it is mentioned, okay. the 12 qualities by Prahlad Maharaj. Yeah. Those people, when they said only Brahmanas are allowed to study Shastra, allowed to worship the deity, etc., yeah. uh, they were quoting all these verses mm. where there are glorification of 
brahmanas so it is being very much misunderstood yes, that demigod worshippers they are also brahmanas they do yes. samskaras they are also brahmanas yes however uh, when we glorify brahmana in this level we are actually talking about vaishnavas yes is that to you know because yes. otherwise there Absolutely. can be a bit of a confusion you mentioned at the last part time saying i was just thinking about it this Absolutely, all Prabhuji. thank you bro thank you so much hari krishna thank you hari krishna just adding th- thank you so much for adding that prabhuji in fact prabhupad many places says brahmana means brahma janati iti brahmana one who knows krishna they are a brahmana one who does doesn't know krishna they are actually not brahmana actually uh, in fact in the chaitanya charitamrita also there's a verse sahaja nirmala ye brahmana hridaya krishnera vasite ye yogya sthana haya In fact, these days it is uh, taboo to say Brahmana also in India because the moment you say Brahmana, you are an outcast in the society, <laughs> which is a good thing in one sense. Okay, we can use Vaishnav. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Pramodhi. Thank you so much. Very so, wonderful class. I was hearing all through my way. So, I didn't miss anything right from the beginning. Now, I've got two questions. Number one, what is Oxymoron? And number two, <laughs> number two how to become really uh, deep in the lotus feet of Krishna so that we are completely surrendered to Krishna because that is the most important thing is surrender. Yes, so how to get uh, absorbed in the lotus feet of Krishna in such a way besides chanting the holy name and deity worship and association of devotees mm. all those five angas. Mm. So how to get absorbed in the lotus feet that Krishna really accepts us I can only answer the first question, Prabhuji. <laughs> Oxymoron is talking about two different things at the same time. What is it? Uh, two different things. Oxymoron is talking to opposite things. What's an oxymoron? Go down. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty ugly, they say. So pretty ugly, <laughs> it's an oxymoron. So you talk about two opposite things. So here Brahmana and Sevaka was, uh, was spoken. So two opposing things is being presented like an oxymoron. And I do not have the realization to that level how whatever, to do Whatever but you know. Whatever what I've know. heard from His uh, yeah. Grace Gaurang Darshan Prabhu, he was here. What stuck my heart in one of the lectures he was saying is to develop, to come to the platform of Nishtha. Um, how do we get attachment to Krishna? We get attached to Krishna by getting attached to one of the elements of bhakti of Krishna. For example, morning program. Someone gets attached to that morning program. He gets so attached that if he doesn't come to Mangalarti, he misses the darshan, he cries. I miss the darshan today. If someone gets really that attached to one element of our practice of sadhana, then there is a chance that I can get attached to Krishna because where have we seen Krishna? Krishna is too far for us. Of course, Krishna is too near, but yet so far. So he was saying that hit my heart that we should get attached to one of the angas of bhakti so much that we have to radically get attached. For example, if I get attached to my 16 rounds on, in one sitting, if I don't do that, I should get pain in my heart. I did not do my chanting in one sitting. I did not come and take darshan of the Lord in Mangalarti. But one must not say, anyway, 7 o'clock darshan is open. I will take the darshan then. If that means I am not attached to it. 
So if I develop nishtha to even one anga of bhakti, then that nishtha of one anga will lead us to nishtha and ruchi to Krishna or attachment to Krishna or attachment to the lotus feet of Krishna. That's that that is what stuck my heart, Prabhuji, uh, and I thought that was very significant, and I should apply it in my life. Is what I thought. So I should start developing attachment to one of the angas or even all the five angas of bhakti that Prabhupada has put in place for us. The proper morning program, Tid Bhagavatam. I thought that is the best way to develop uh, nishtha towards Krishna. The other thing you already covered, the lotus feet of a pure devotee. Yeah. If we serve a pure devotee, and yes, Prabhuji. Yes. Serve his lotus yes. feet. Yes. 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 That is second. Thank you. You Prabhuji. have covered. Thank you very much. Vaishnav Sadhguru. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Krishna. Thank you for the wonderful class. Uh, I just want to kind of get a um, to clear clear up the um, in the purport. I think um, Prabhupada said, you know, that Brahmanas don't depend on any master. Yeah. But then in our you know Iskong culture or Vaishnava culture, we address everyone as Prabhu as master. Yes. And then we surrender to a spiritual master. Yes. So how do we understand this technicality? Um, so actually, if you remember, I said they don't depend on a material master. That's all. So the question is. Uh, in the purport, Prabhupada says one should not depend on any uh, master. He's not a servant of anyone. But that's only in a material sense. He's always Krishna's. He's always meant to satisfy Krishna. So therefore, he sees Krishna in everyone. So therefore, we address everyone as Prabhu because we are addressing the Prabhu inside that, that devotee, the, the, the super soul inside. So therefore, I, you carry the super soul inside your heart. Therefore, you are Prabhu. Your, your body is the temple of Prabhu and you are Prabhu because the Prabhu is addressed to the Lord inside. Uh, so therefore, it's spiritual understanding. Then therefore, that, then, uh, then that Brahmana is a servitor of all because when, he's, when his perspective of seeing changes, not that I'm deriving some salary out of that, therefore I'll call him Prabhu, but actually I'm seeing the Lord, therefore I call him Prabhu. So that's, there's a difference, Prabhuji. The material vision and the spiritual vision. Does that satisfy you? Yeah. Thank you, Prabhuji. Yes, Prabhu. Hare Krishna, thank you for the nice class. Mm-hmm. Uh, question regarding when Gopavanish Prabhu was saying about Brahmana, is closer to Vaishnava. So all the qualities of Vaishnava or Brahmanas will be obviously similar to qualities of Vaishnava. Uh, yeah, uh, well, adding Vaishnava already has all the qualities that a Brahmana has. Okay. Yeah, Vaishnava is someone superior to a Brahmana in that sense because yeah. Vaishnava is the original position of a Jiva. Yeah. Brahmana is still an external socio-psychological definition in one sense, but the deeper definition of Brahmana is a Vaishnava only, but yeah. generally it's a socio-psychological definition, but he has already got all the qualities that a Brahmana should have. Based on that, hmm. does Vaishnava come from any Varna or he has to come from Brahmanical? Because it could be a Shudra Vaishnava, No, Prahlad Maharaj says even a dog eater can be a Vaishnava. <laughs> even a Swapacha, that verse that we read now, even a Swapache, uh, that verse in 7, 9, 10, uh, Viprad Vishad Guna Yutad Aravinda Nabha Padaravinda Mimukhat Swapacham Varishtam. Swapacham is Varishta. The p- person who dogs, dog eater is Varishta than a person who is Vimukhat to Krishna. He might have all the twelve qualities, all the ornament of twelve qualities, Veda, Veda Vada Rataha, but if he is not Krishna Anushilanam, he, then the dog eater who is a devotee of Krishna is far better than this particular Brahmana who is egoistic. Who is Matsarya? We've Matsar. been hearing from childhood stories in the saints in Maharashtra who come from different castes. Yes, different Narmada Parikrama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have 
perfect qualities of Vaishnava, but they don't come from the Sultan. No, but if they are Vaishnava, yeah. they are Vaishnavas. Yeah. No? yeah. But we are talking of Brahmanas like um, uh, Shanda and Amarka here. Yeah. Shanda and Amarka who deride Krishna, who deride the Shastras, who deride the Supreme Lord. Such Brahmanas are not Brahmanas, they are Chandalas. But those Brahmanas who are uh, naturally inclined to Krishna, who glorify the Lord, who glorified the scriptures and the culmination of scriptures, they are worshipable, Prabhuji. They are Vaishnavas actually. They are Vaishnavas. So they are should, at least I should train myself to observe the qualities of Vaishnava no matter where they come from or which position they are handling in the society. Yeah. Right? Like a, a sweeper could be pure Vaishnava because Absolutely. of the dependence Absolutely. and complete surrender to Krishna. Yes. They might not even have the profession yeah. or external you know, behavior. Yes. Yes, like Shukadeva Goswami. Shukadeva Goswami was not even wearing clothes. <laughs> so, it's, it's easy to… So, it's external and internal, two different things, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you, Prabhuji. But actually in ISKCON, we are trained to also have demonstrate externally also, so that yes. we set an example to the society. But this happens only when we go to dhams and we see some very elevated personalities, then we have to be careful. Especially when you're doing Narmada Parikram and all, you never know. Judging. Yeah. Yes, Prabhuji, thank, thank you. you. Yes, Savior. Um, Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Yeah. Thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you mentioned at the start how a Brahmana cannot be a servant of anybody. But we hear Prabhupada saying that we should be the servant of the servant of yes. the of the people. <coughs> um, and we are Vaishnavas, and Vaishnavas are higher than Brahmanas. So how can we understand Brahmanas cannot be servants while Vaishnavas can be servants? Mm-hmm. That's an oxymoron now. <laughs> Vaishnavas are higher than Brahmanas. Brahmanas cannot be servants of anyone, but Vaishnavas are servants of the servants. <laughs> so how do you understand this? That was a strong question now. <laughs> no, very nice question actually. See, Brahmanas are not anyone's servants, it's only materially. Servants in the sense, I don't depend on an any, anything external master for my sustenance. That is the quality of a Brahmana. I only depend on Krishna. That's the understanding of that sentence. Vaishnava is a servant of all servants because I serve everyone so that I can take everyone to Krishna. Because in the service of Krishna, the servitude is good. This servitude is not to… See, when somebody is working for someone for salary, what is that service called as? What is that service called as? Hindi mein kya bolte usko? Hindi mein, when you go out, work for someone and earn money, what do you say that? Naukari. That is Urdu. What is Hindi? Kaam. Is it not? Kaam pe ja Kaam means what? Lust. Is it not? Yeah. The word itself says, I'm going for my sense gratification. <laughs> so when I go out and earn money and survive, that is sense gratification. I'm surviving by paid puja karna hai. So Brahmana doesn't work for paid puja. Brahmana's only business is worship Krishna. And by chance, if some daan comes, he survives on it. So that much faith he has on Krishna. So that is Brahminical. That is Vaishnava also lives like that. But a Vaishnava sees, okay, I am okay to take money, but I will use this money in the service of Krishna. That is even more better service because he is never anyways not interested in his sense gratification. See, there are two levels. One is to not be interested in your sense gratification, but I will endeavor to stop your sense gratification also. That's a higher stage. That is Vaishnava. A Brahmana thinks, I will only depend on Krishna. 
Vaishnava thinks, I will not depend on only Krishna, I will make sure that you also don't depend on anyone except Krishna. So that is Vaishnava. So Vaishnava is Paradukkha Dukhi. So he will not only be become a servant of the servant, he will make everyone also rely on Krishna directly. So therefore he preaches, Vaishnava preaches. So he is therefore beyond Brahmana. Uh, but at the same time he is servant of all servants because he is serving everyone as Mamai Vamsha Jeeva Loke Jeeva Bhuta Sanatanaha. So he is serving everyone for not filling his senses, for not gratifying his senses, but to satisfy Krishna's senses. So that is the difference between a Vaishnava and Brahmana. Does it answer your question? Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you for helping me with that meditation. Does it satisfy? Okay. Yes, Prabhuji. Another question, a little bit complicated, but um, you know, like, um, so brahmanas shouldn't um, work; they should, um, you know, rely on donations and so forth. Yeah. And um, also, um, when we hear Bhagavatam, uh, the message of the Bhagavatam is that uh, we should just go to the forest. Actually, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur he heard Bhagavatam when he was a small child and about yeah. five years old, and. Yeah. That's what he concluded, the message of Bhagavatam, that you should go to Vrindavan. And uh, yeah. at seven years old, he renounced everything and went to Vrindavan. And, yeah. and um, in Vrindavan, actually, you can live like that. You can live by, um, you know, being a Brahmin teacher or just by begging and so forth. And, uh, and so there's the advantage of living in Vrindavan. And um, Prabodhananda Sarasvati has written very many nice poems about Vrindavan, glorifying Radha and Krishna. And, glorifying Vrindavan and saying, even though I'm not qualified, I want to go there. And eventually, some very nice verses he wrote there that should always stay in Vrindavan, always live in Vrindavan. That we see the advantage of living in Vrindavan. And, uh, so actually, um, it's a bit hard for us all to go and live in Vrindavan, but yeah. due to Prabhupada's mercy, Vrindavan has manifested here in South Melbourne. He's yes. Krishna standing there right beside us. So yes. we're, we're in Vrindavan. And, yes. and so um, the final conclusion that um, Prabodhananda Saraswati was saying you should always stay in Vrindavan, never leave Vrindavan. He's written very nice, very beautiful poetry, right? And uh, he says, even if you have to live by stealing things, by robbing, st always stay in Vrindavan. So the question comes, um, if we can live in South Melbourne here, like preferably in Dank Street, mm. we're living in Vrindavan, you know? Mm. And uh, to live in Vrindavan, we have to have a flat here and uh, probably have to get a job. So getting a job, is that like, a bit like what um, Prabodhananda Saraswati says, um, you have to live by stealing things or whatever. Even if you get a have to get a job, stay here in Dank Street yeah. and then you can be living in Vrindavan. So do you, is that a sort of equivalent idea saying you have to get a job and work like a sujra to be able mm. to live in Vrindavan? So mm. like in Australia, in, yeah. you know, in April or May, it is in 2023 in Melbourne. So is that sort of a equivalent idea that we might have to get a job to be able to live in Vrindavan, no, which no means probably. in Dank Street? Yeah. Actually, let me clarify. Thank you very much for bringing that up. So, uh, is it is it bad to get a job and stay in Melbourne because we cannot afford to go to Vrindavan? So at least we can go for a job, earn some money, and stay here in Melbourne so that we can get attached to this Vrindavan. Is that what your question? Yes, yes. This is Vrindavan here, yeah. in Dank Street. This area. Yeah, so correct. And but in my talk, I said yeah. one should a Brahmana doesn't depend on salary and things like that. Um, while that is true, but given the current circumstances, the society does not respect a Brahmana. In olden days, Brahmana was entitled to get dan or a donation. And a Brahmana was, when you see a Brahmana, they used to pay obeisances and give something to the Brahmana. But nowadays, people are so low class, either we don't have that high class Brahmanas, or second, the society is not having that consciousness. So Prabhupada has given a better definition that whatever you have, use it in the service of Krishna.
there is nothing wrong earning money as long as we use that money to in the service of krishna but not in our sense gratification like just like many grihasthas here have a house but they use their house their earnings always in preaching like we know harish prabhu is doing preaching he is doing ahimsa milk and he is doing bhakti vriksha programs and if some devotees come near the temple and come and serve in the temple this is all engaging our senses our body our money everything in the service of krishna then that is brahmanic living in today's definition and one forest going to forest means i asked this question to one of the senior vaishnavas they said forest means cities that's why propad opened these temples in the cities because they are all animals out there living an animalistic life so this is real one forest so we are in the forest and preaching in the forest is continuing so therefore our temples are in the city um, and we have to bring them back to the human platform so therefore coming to temple worshiping the deities cleaning the temple doing any seva in the temple preaching outside uh, all of this is brahmanical uh, this is brahmanical living for us in eskon definition of brahmana means um, if you if you have to work work but use that money in in the service of krishna never depend start depending on that money and become weak that is one thing we have to understand but yes prabhu ji we should in today's day and age we have to work we get a salary and use that salary in the service of krishna that's the only understanding i have prabhu does it satisfy you yeah thank you for thank your you. nice class and clear understanding of things thank you very thank much thank you prabhu ji so we'll stop here grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai ananta koti vaishnava vrind ki jai nitai gaur primanande hari hari shila prabhupad ki jai